0: to the Living Fearless Devotional. I'm Hedia, and this is my husband, Andy. And we're coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Brought to you by ResurrectMinistry.com. Visit us on the website where you can find all of our content and other resources for meeting Jesus where you are, folks. Wherever you may be, whether it's Qatar in the Middle East or Southern California, Jesus will meet you where you are. And if you're interested in partnering with us, you could always donate something of any amount and you will help us defray the cost of production we'd be very very grateful and drop us a line send us a comment and we'd be sure to answer you personally
1: and we love those comments yes so far I mean although we have millions and millions of fans um, we still can re- read all the messages all of them and give all thousands
0: people. of them we all by ourselves <laughs>
1: hey I just want to give people a warning I, I I, I took, what, what was on that pill that I took? My pain pill? Mobic? Yeah. I think it's codeine. Codeine? Yes. All right. So if I get a little little dizzy, <laughs> I can feel it coming on. Oh, I feel, really? Yeah, I feel like a little lightheaded. Oh, no. So if I, if I fall out of my chair- I'll uh, handle it. I, <laughs> I just want you to know what was happening. It's, uh, it's not, it's just, I have a little owie and it hurts. All right, uh, should we get to the devotional? That's a long one. We got a lot of stuff to read. We
0: got a lot of stuff to read,
1: folks. You have a lot of. stuff and I to hope read.
0: we could bear with us, but there is a lot of good stuff. I mean, first of all, the passages of scriptures are amazing. Ezekiel thirty-seven and God speaking to the dry bones. It's mm-hmm. the beginning of a remnant rising show.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. That's why I knew you were on fire when you were reading it. Yes. Speaking of that, this is uh, Smith Wigglesworth devotional for July fifteenth. Hearts of flame. <laughs> Ezekiel 37.5 is the reference and it says, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. The scripture reading uh, is Ezekiel 37. And Smith says, as we speak in the spirit, we feel that the fire that burned in the hearts of the two men on their way to Emmaus, when Jesus walked with them, is burning in our hearts. It is sure to come to pass that when we walk with him, our hearts will burn. The same power of the spirit is present today to make it happen. The two men on their way to Emmaus could not understand what was happening on the road. But a few hours later, they saw Jesus break the bread and their eyes were open. But beloved, our hearts always ought to burn. There is a place where we can live in the anointing and the clothing of the spirit. Where our, where our words will be clothed with power, power. That's the end of that sentence. Do not, do not be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the spirit. Being filled with the spirit is a wonderful privilege.
0: Being filled with the spirit as opposed to spirits.
1: Oh, (laughs) look at you. Little play on words there. Uh, Yeah. It was necessary for John to be in the spirit on the Isle of Patmos so that the revelation could be made clear to him. What does it mean to this generation for us to be kept in the spirit? All human reasoning and all human knowledge cannot be compared with the power of the life that is lived in the spirit. In the spirit, we have power to loose and power to bind. There is a place where the Holy Spirit can put us where we cannot be anywhere else but in the spirit, but it is only only in the spirit. Now, I read in Matthew 16, 19, that Jesus says, in essence, I will give you power to bind, and I will give you power to loose. This is a power that many of us have not yet claimed. And we'll, we will not be able to claim this manifestation of the Spirit unless we live in the Spirit. When are you able to bind and loose? It is only in the Spirit. Mm. You cannot bind things in human strength of or course. with the natural mind, Hedia? Right. This power was never lacking in Jesus, but I feel that there is a great lack of it in most of us. God help us. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Beloved, there was a great purpose in this spirit being on Jesus, and there is a there is a special purpose in your being baptized in the spirit. Yes. We must not forget that we are members of his body, and by this wonderful baptismal power, we are partakers of his divine nature. The revelation came this way. I saw Adam and Eve driven out of the garden and a flaming sword at every side to keep them from entering into the garden. But I saw that all around me was a flaming sword keeping me from evil. And it seemed that it seemed this would be true if I would claim it. So I said, Lord, I will. The flaming sword was around me, delivering me from the power of hell. In this way, we are preserved from evil. God is like a wall of fire around us. Why should we fear? What a wonderful salvation. What a wonderful deliverer. Notice Ezekiel 37. The only need of Ezekiel was to be in the spirit. And while he was in the spirit, it came to him to prophesy to the dry bones and say, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And as he prophesied, according to the Lord's command, he saw an exceedingly great army rising up around him. The prophet obeyed God's command, and all we have to do is exactly this, obey God. What is impossible with man is possible with God. I pray to God that your spirit, soul, and body may be preserved holy, and that you may be always on fire, always ready with the anointing on you. If this is not so, we are out of divine order, and we ought to We ought ought to cry to him until the glory comes back upon us. The thought for today, if we breathe the Holy Spirit's thoughts into our thoughts, the live and live in the anointing of the Holy Spirit as Jesus lived, then there will be evidences Mm. that we are in the Holy Spirit and we will do his work. Amen. Amen. Wow. There's a lot in this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, give me... Give me something
0: okay so i'll start with um god's heart for israel so as a muslim i'm happy to say i myself personally was not anti-semitic but muslims are notorious for being anti-semitic there's a lot in the quran that speaks negatively of the jewish people so it is part of almost like mainstream Muslim culture to be anti-Semitic. So it's something you really have to resist. And so when I came to the Lord, one of the things that he has walked me through is a love for Israel because the Lord says, whoever blesses Israel, I will bless him. And if he curse Israel, I will curse you. And so it is truly God's heart. Unfortunately, there's a whole um, division or a small sect of Christians that believe in replacement theology. Which says that once the New Testament came, the Christians, the church, was replaced with Israel. But a clear reading of the Scripture that is absolutely not true. So, one of the most amazing evidences of the, is Ezekiel thirty-seven. It is in Ezekiel thirty-seven and thirty-eight. It's just remarkable Scripture about God's heart for Israel and His plans for Israel. Because and replacement theology really didn't, it's almost like the theory of uh, Darwinism. It didn't have a leg to stand on once 1948, is it the settlement of Israel? Uh, comes to pass when God recreated Israel in a day, then all those arguments kind of disappear right. because the scripture comes alive, right? Right. Oh, uh, curses. right. And I mean, they, they like to explain it away, but you really can't. And so I really encourage people, we're going to read Ezekiel 37, but I really encourage people to study that and And to really have a heart for Israel and having a heart for Israel and the Jewish people is somewhat distinct from having a heart for everybody and wanting to witness to them. It is really having a heart for the Jewish people. We, of course, want them to come to saving faith. And God says in the last days, 100,000 of them, the tribes of Israel will come to saving faith. But more than just that, he wants us to have a heart for Israel and for the Jewish people. As they are, not just because we want to save them. Right.
1: Yeah, I just was thinking when you talked about anti-Semitism with you know Muslims towards Jews. I was also thinking about the different countries that we've traveled to, us separately, but we've traveled to, you know, different European countries and I've been on Eastern European, been in Russia, and some of the stands. And um, every single one of them that I've been to is incredibly incredibly racist people. Yeah. They're funny right? <laughs> in their racism. Anti-Semitic
0: or all race? Just, uh, just uh, all right. and, uh, and Ethnocentric, basically. Yeah, and,
1: and you know, anti-Semitic. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, we have a bunch of people in this country who have probably never traveled outside the borders of this country that call this country racist and calls us racist. And I, every time I hear somebody, I go, you know what, you have obviously... Not been to any other place other than the united states if you think this place this is the least racist country on the planet and we're overall because,
0: and we're born of an ideal we can't right. be racist there is no one race that could identify no. or ethnicity that could say i'm the true american no so yeah it's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous the country is based on the fact that we have a it's a melting pot of people exactly it's, how could that be racist
0: that are united around an ideal.
1: So interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to take off. On no, that, but,
0: uh, there's so much here. I mean, the first half about burning a burning heart. I love that yeah. uh, Smith gives a comparison to um, Cleopas and, the, and them walking on that road and that burning feeling because the thought that that same spirit lives in us and that we can feel that burning makes it really real. It's he's constantly calling us that uh, to experience the extraordinary uh, journey of walking in the spirit. So he takes us through the, the journey to Emmaus. He takes us through the Ezekiel, the dry bones being in the spirit. He talks about binding and loosing in the spirit, all these things that could be ours if we walk in the spirit.
1: You know what I I love about this current Andy? Yes. The Andy. The best Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not partial or anything. Is that up until recently I would not have had. This is one of those times where it just would have been words, black letters on a white piece of paper. It it just was words, and I go, "Burning heart, yeah, burning heart for, burning heart for God, burning heart for yeah." yeah. And uh, would have said, "That's great. You know, that'd be great." And you know we should have that, but um, just realizing as we're talking here, and you know earlier I did my other show. It's just miraculous how God you burn for God in your heart right. to see Him, to be with Him, to talk to Him, to just sit quietly in the same room, in the same body, and. In, on those moments where I forget or start thinking about something else, it, there's a little bit of the burning in the heart that I've been away for too long. Like my kids, my kids have been away for too long, too uh, long. because they're on vacation and it, bur- it burns when I hear their voice or I think Aww. about them or see a picture, but there is that same, if not a, a supernatural feeling of a burning heart Sure. when you are it. away from God for a little bit doing something else or he, you his, 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 and you. even going to the churches. We burn to go to the churches yes. that we go to because we, we know God will be there. Yes. There may be a fleshly man there that is flawed and may mess up by message, but it doesn't matter because the people there bring, and the worship bring God into the room. Mm-hmm. He may also be sitting there going, Oh, you should have said that. Would have been better if you would have done it this way. But here's, a, here's a few more words that I yeah, want you to think about, you know, it just, um, That that, that, the idea of the burning heart just was completely foreign to me. And I didn't even know it until now that you have it. Once you have it, you go, Oh, that's what a burning heart feels like. That's beautiful. My heart burns for them. It's awesome. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I was just going to let everybody know to make sure in comment as you're on, we can see plenty of people are watching. So let us know uh, where you're watching from and where you've been. I, uh, I, oh, there you go. Nice. Look at you. And uh, that would be great if you would just comment. Wayne says. Mm
0: -hmm. Yesterday, my daughter-in-law lost her unborn baby. I'm so sorry. It would have been my first grandchild. I was heartbroken. The Holy Spirit came upon me almost instantly when I found out about two hours, for about two hours, and gave me his peace and comfort. It was so so incredible during a time of pain. Wow. So sorry for your loss, Wayne. That is... Mm -hmm. uh, and thank you for sharing. Thank you for telling us how the Holy Spirit met you where you are.
1: Yeah, that's devastating, and that's one of those times where you either get closer to God or you, you get angry at God. And the only reason I bring that up because it's so easy. If if somebody else that's on watching this and thinking, "Wow, that's incredible," that Wayne was able to take it to uh, God and allow God to to put his heart at ease and you know and do what he could to uh, comfort Wayne. Yes. And his family uh, during this period of time. But I know there's people watching that say, Oh my God, I would just be so angry at, at, and uh, it's not his fault. He he doesn't do that in that, in that sense to hurt somebody. Right.
0: Never. There may be a
1: message in there. There may be a a reason, but never to,
0: never to inflict pain on purpose. No.
1: So we'll pray for uh, Wayne and your family and your daughter.
0: May they have comfort and and peace.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go to the scripture really quick because uh we have a lot. So we got Ezekiel thirty seven. Oh, my heart hurts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to trying to. Um...
0: The valley of dry bones, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, son of man, can these bones live? I said, sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am Lord, just as he does with all of us, right? So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I was prophesying, there was this noise, this rattling sound. And the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and skin covered them, but there were no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you out from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know I am Lord when I open your graves and bring you out from them. I'll put my spirit in you and you will live. I will settle you in your own land. And then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I've done it, declares the Lord. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Take a stick of wood and write on it belonging to Judah and the Israelites associated with him. Then take another stick of wood and write on it belonging to Joseph, that is Ephraim, and all of the Israelites associated with him, because there were the two different tribes, um, Judah and and Jerusalem. Join them together into one stick so that they will become one in your hand. When When people ask you Won't you tell us what you mean by this? Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am going to take the stick of Joseph, which is in Ephraim's hand, and of the Israelite tribes associated with him, and join it to Judah's stick. I will make them a single stick of wood, and they will become one in my hand. Hold before their eyes the sticks you have written on them and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I will take the Israelites out of the nations where they have gone. I will gather them from all around and bring them back into their own land. I will make them one nation in the land on the mountains of Israel. There will be one king over them and they will never again be two nations or divided into two kingdoms. They will no longer defile themselves with their idols and vile images or with any of their offenses. For I will save them from all their sinful backsliding and I will cleanse them. They will be my people and I will be their God. My servant David will be king over them and they will have one shepherd. They will follow my laws and be careful to keep my decrees. They will live in the land I gave to my servant Jacob, the land where your ancestors lived. They and their children and their children's children will live there forever. And David, my servant, will be their prince forever. I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant. I will establish them and increase their numbers and I will put my sanctuary among them forever. My dwelling place will be with them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Then the nations will know that I, the Lord, make Israel holy when my sanctuary is among them forever. So, you know, I did my Bible study on Ezekiel, too. And so um, the general consensus is so there's some controversy over God's reference to his servant David, because everyone assumes, oh, he's referring to Jesus. But when he refers to Jesus, he says the stock of David he refers to it being an offspring of David. Mm. But here he speaks, and and through a number of other verses of Ezekiel, he speaks specifically about David. And so in the last days when the graves are open and the dead rise to join Christ in the millennial kingdom, there is um, some belief that David himself returns Mm. to rule over this new land of Israel. And so the idea that they're going to be one nation again, obviously they're not all believers right now but it is believed to be a progression. It happens over time. The nation is formed. And then these prophecies start to happen one after another. until we get to the millennial kingdom.
1: Awesome, It'd be cool to see David. Wouldn't it? Because I'll ask him and say, dude, you were doing so good. Everything was fantastic. And then bro. But he, he turned it around. <laughs> he did turn around, but come on, bro. I, I do not see. God spare us. I do not see you're going down a dark road. <laughs> Oh, no, they... God spare us. <laughs> All right, Eric, ready for the next long one? Two in a row. Luke 24, 13 through 32.
0: The walk to Emmaus. So that same day, two of Jesus' followers were talking and walking in the village of Emmaus, seven miles from Jerusalem. As they walked along, they were talking about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began walking with them. But God kept them from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing so intently as you walk along? They stopped short, sadness written across their faces. Then one of them, Cleopas, replied, oh, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that happened there the last few days. What things? Jesus asked. The thing that happened to Jesus, the man of Nazareth. He was a prophet who did all of these powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priests and other religious leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. We had hoped he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. And this all happened three days ago. They're still speaking in the past tense. We had hoped he was the Messiah. Then some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, and they came back with an amazing report. So they still know his body's risen, (laughs) but they still don't know he's the Messiah. They said his body was missing, and they'd seen angels who told them Jesus is alive. Some of our men ran out to see, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the woman said. Then Jesus said to them, oh, you foolish people. You find it so hard to believe all the prophets wrote in the scriptures? Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah would suffer these things before entering glory? <laughs> then Jesus took them through the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining from all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Now, wow, did they not realize it when he did all of that? Mm-hmm. They still didn't realize it, folks. <laughs> By this time, they were nearing Emmaus and the end of their journey. And Jesus acted as if he was continuing on. But they begged him, oh, stay the night with us. It's getting late. So he went home with them. And as they sat down to eat, he took the bread and blessed it. He broke it and gave it to them. Suddenly, their eyes were open and they recognized him. And at that moment, he disappeared. And then they said to each other, "Didn't our hearts burn with us as he talked on the road and explained the scriptures to us?" It's that feeling you describe, right? When we have a revelation or scripture comes alive, we get this like burning feeling from that experience. Yeah. Awesome!
1: Hi, Robert. Robert Box has been there, done that. I didn't think that's what he meant, uh, and he said that my podcast was great. It was. It was really awesome.
0: It? I loved it. Oh,
1: well, good. thank you, Robert. I appreciate that very much. Um, I was telling Hetty at um, lunch-ish, it was lunch, right? Um, that God gave me something that, that none of that was from me.
0: <laughs> to God be all yeah, the glory. I mean, the
1: article I read, that was, you know, an article I found. But the other stuff that was downloaded when I was, when I got done and was talking to Hetty at lunch, I said, I don't know, that just came to me. Just before I went live, I brought all the stuff up and got. Oh my gosh, I got to go to that bit of scripture, and then God is amazing, isn't He? Makes me sound good, but. Uh... And we have
0: one other piece of oh, uh, another concept that he goes through in this devotional that we didn't cover yet. That I want to cover, if we could go back to the devotional. So he speaks of the the darts, and so I just want to remind everybody that we have this power. He referred, if you remember, that he had this dream a revelation where he saw the flaming swords that were coming around, but that he was kept from their effect on him. Basically, it created a wall of fire around him, delivering him from the power of hell and preserving him from evil. And then he refers to the wall of fire in Zechariah 2.5. And I just want to remind everybody about Ephesians and that the Lord says in our armor, we have the shield of faith, that will extinguish the fiery arrows of the the evil one and the sword of the spirit, which is the true word of the gospel to which we defeat them. And it's so important to remember these again because we're learning that the devil is just after us. He's just after believers. And so we have these spiritual tools at our disposal that the Lord gave us to preserve us and we just got to remember to use them. Shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the infallible word of God, the
1: gospel. So I do want to that because I was reading it and going, I need a little bit more. Yes. Info. That was awesome. Thank you. My pleasure. Revelation. Did we already read this? No. No. Uh, 1 9 through 10.
0: I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island called Patmos where the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as if a trumpet. Then he goes on to explain all the things he's told in the book of Revelation. And it's it's great the way what Smith is doing is he's taking us from the Old Testament examples, the New Testament examples where Jesus is still walking the earth. He's resurrected, but he's on the earth. And then Revelation, where he's basically pointing out to us if you can be in the spirit and we all have the power to do it god can do miraculous things binding and loosing uh and extraordinary revelation prophesying into the future healing the sick all of these powers come from walking in the spirit
1: nice. and not being drunk and the lord's day is the day that he returns do you remember what Jack was teaching the day he returns returns awesome all right second Peter 1: 4
0: by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you will be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust escaping corruption in first Thessalonians 5:23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, your soul and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The sanctification process.
1: Um, today, just for, uh, you know, those of you that want to get out there and do a little bit more uh, Hetty and I, over the last several months, I think it's been that long. We've been a little bit more bold, out, outward and bold with our faith. And we've we've met people in all <laughs> kinds of places. And uh, today is an interesting one. I <laughs> hope he's not a serial murderer. But we mm-hmm. were at Kino's yeah. and a waiter who was not our waiter. I, I heard them talking about Calv- Calvary Chapel in a conversation with the, the people that were sitting there. The, the people that were sitting there were saying it. And then their waiter, at one point, when after he got done serving them, he said, "God bless you to them," and then continued. But he said it in a way that you know he's a believer, right? Um, and has strong faith, and that's all. Right. And so he went on his whole thing, and then Eddie and I, we did what we normally do, and that's pray. And, yes. and it's funny because a couple of times we've had waiters or waitresses say almost
0: always, yeah, we've had a
1: few in, in Chili's and at the fish place and Los Alamitos and somewhere else they go, you know, we appreciate seeing you pray. You would think that they would see people pray all the time. It almost seems it's, uh, it's a awesome. great
0: conversation starter. Folks yes. pray in your meal, like intentionally publicly. It's a great right. conversation starter. And I don't know
1: if he brought the plates or she brought the plates. That's why I'm thinking that maybe it was him. I was there. No, she it was her. It was her. I don't know. So that that waiter, um, pretty recognizable kind of guy for for me. Um, we left the restaurant. Never even had a conversation with the, the gentleman. I think he may have been a waiter in the past with us. That's the only other thing I could think. Uh, we go to uh, do something at Costco, buy all spend you know about a thousand dollars, and then
0: <laughs> thirteen hundred schnugs.
1: Never go to Costco on a hungry, on, a, on an empty stomach. So, wait, uh, no, no, that was a thousand of that was a smoker. <laughs> so, um, after that, we go to a Persian store. The reason I tell you that is because a lot of time went by. Yeah. About an uh, hour and a half, at between. least a couple hours. We're walking into a Persian uh, market. And as we're walking out of the Persian market, who runs into us? Oh, literally runs into me is the waiter. Wheel. Is the waiter. And he goes, and the first thing out of his mouth was this meeting was not by accident. The God, uh, the God, God made this happen. Yes. And I just I kind of smiled and I said, for sure. I said, as a matter of fact, right now, <laughs> said, as a matter of fact, we're having an event in our house. Uh, it's a, it's a night of worship. We'd like to invite you over. And he goes, oh, I would love to come. And we exchanged phone numbers. Again, this is all took maybe a minute. Yes. 45 seconds. And I think he
0: just was, I think when he said this was not by accident and you said, I'm going to send you the invite, that's what God wanted to happen. So whatever he needs, prayer or friends or just, you know, to be surrounded by believers, whatever it was, he knew he was going to get something. Mm. That was a divine appointment for him. And you took the first cue.
1: So again, God, I don't know what's going on. It was it was fun, folks. Um, life and, life with God is an yeah, adventure. we had a nice little uh, text back and forth as I sent him the little graphic that we have for uh, the address and phone number and that kind of stuff. And he, uh, you know, just God bless you, brother. And he said, God bless you. I'll see you on Sunday, and I'll be there for sure. Like this was just one of those things that you know, being bold makes things happen. It's being awesome. out there and being and it. I want to just think that we, we, they can see Jesus in us. I want to hope that that's, that's what, no, No, this is a a fire. This is a fireman's flag. Wow. Not even a policeman's flag. Yeah. But, uh, and you didn't have that shirt on. You didn't have uh, your Jesus shirt on. No, I think, I think God's just,
0: I love that. Yeah. Just just being available. Yep. Exactly. Wayne.
1: So happy. I, um, I'm going to be happy to have him over and we have a couple people coming over that, you would not normally probably invite to your house Possibly. in their past. Yes. We have a couple of those. People and, and,
0: and the thing is, so my friend Mariyama does one. She's a, a, an old pro at this and she's been doing it over a year, maybe even two years at her house. And one week that we were there, there was, literally 20 people out of the 40 total, half of the room she did not know, never met, had no idea how they got to her house. (laughs) And she's looking at me, she's like, I don't know who these people are. And I was like, look, it's Jesus's invitation. We have no idea who's going to show up. And I was like, obviously Jesus told him to come. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just entire, Jesus wanted Leo there, you know, he's (laughs) like, I need Leo there, you know? And so just this fantastically random to us, but all known to yeah. God.
1: And then the guy, and I forgot about the guy actually at Costco, uh, where I bought a, a smoker. Oh, yeah.
0: What was that all about? He, he and I, ex-
1: I exchanged the the podcast and the devotional, and he said, God bless you. And nice. yeah, he's from, oh, Vienna, or- no, Utah. 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 I don't think he's Mormon, but, well, he might be. He's got six kids. Ah. I have six kids, but I'm, I've got, I got. you just busy. Yeah. <laughs> You're just fertile. i was gonna say i got that that that's i'm I'm just lucky my shop's closed. i got the hispanic yeah mojo otherwise we'd have kids. i probably shouldn't dance on camera oh my gosh that um that pain pill is is kicking in um i think i need to eat okay (laughs) on that note folks
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoy this amazing passage of scripture and, awesome. and encouraged at the thought of walking in I the hope, spirit. I hope we did it justice. I do. I, I mean, I do hope. <laughs> I do hope.
1: You can say, I do. And you didn't finish. I think so. No, I do think we did.
0: I know. I just do hope. Which so. is a good English,
1: but because you wouldn't have said it that way. You've been way more articulate. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, uh, this, uh, I want to do one thing first. Let's uh, pray for Wayne and his family and his. Yes.
0: Uh, what is uh, Wayne? What is your daughter in law's name? And what's your daughter, son's his name? His daughter. Daughter in law.
1: Oh, daughter in law. Right.
0: Look at you. You read
1: things. And you comprehend. I do. <laughs> and you comprehend. I'm a
0: bit sharp on my feet.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's your son and daughter's name. That would be awesome. Yes. We'd, we'd love to pray for you guys. Um, and if you're watching and the I, replay.
0: And oh, I, I feel also compelled to say, if anybody's watching that lives near us and you're Belinda that we have, we, we didn't know. And then we didn't invite you to our home. Will you please uh, Facebook messenger either Andy or myself so that we can send you an invite? Yeah. Uh, we, we haven't posted the address online. So, but we'd yeah. love to welcome you. I, I just got a sense that maybe there's somebody listening or we'll listen after Sunday, five o'clock, our home open house.
1: Yeah. Um, one other thing that you mentioned it is that you have a friend who contacted you and said or we have a friend it's better way of saying it, that um, wants to wanted a home church in her area of Indiana yes and so we've encouraged her well start your own home church Yes. That's a that's one way for sure to know what's happening yes um, so um, I don't know if we want to uh, if, if if you're watching uh, let us know if you want us to uh, see if there's people around you that would like to get in contact you with maybe they know of a, a home church but maybe you would come by and visit
0: well, oh, I said the word home church. I think what she was originally thinking was a church they can call home.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: like because they have so a lot of a us <laughs> when we came right, and then it turned into your home church uh, because a lot of us that are uh, that start off or are in a church that's online, meaning you're not physically close, refer to the home, the church you go to that's near your home as your home church,
1: mm.
0: as opposed to church in your home.
1: All right, so if all of you, whether you're watching live or on the replay, uh, please uh, let's say a prayer for uh, Sydney, his uh, daughter in law, and Daniel, his son, uh, lost their baby yesterday.
0: Yeah, uh, Heavenly Father, we come to your throne and we place this very heavy burden at your feet. And you said that there is no burden that we can't uh, pass to you that you will bear and that you will make it uh, light on them. So we ask that you make this burden light on Wayne and his family and Sydney and Daniel and Sydney, especially that uh, she sees the wisdom of this at some point in her life. And when you do grant her uh, a child in on earth, that it will bring her great, great joy and that she knows that she'll be reunited with her child that she lost um, in heaven in eternity, and that she will get to spend an eternity with that child and the whole family will God willing. And so, as for today, Lord, send your peace and your love and your joy. And it's a peace that passes all understanding. You do not give as the world gives. And we're so grateful for that, Lord. So, uh, make their burden light and bless them and bless her womb and make the transition easy for her, because that's also not an easy experience, Lord. So, give her supernatural healing for Sydney in the womb and may Daniel be a mighty man of God that will comfort her and uh, bring her joy and love in this very difficult time that they're both um, going through. Oh, we're so grateful to be believers. Lord, thank you for the blessing of having been saved and redeemed. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Yo, Rui's back.
1: Hey, what's happening? <laughs> Sorry. We're You're uh, late. Rui. Yeah. yeah <laughs> we're about done. That was an amazing prayer.
0: oh thank you
1: right, says thank you of course oh man I don't. i um i have six kids yes as you know
0: have you ever lost any? no
1: no lost them at the beach once <laughs> but <laughs> you found them because i know last time we counted they're all there and uh oh there was that time at uh, renaissance fair at oh. last Las bow yes for 15 minutes it's not big of a deal I knew where we find them. I always think, well, at least, you know, the-
0: Yeah, but you watch enough kidnapping movies and right. your kid disappears for 30 seconds and you move. Oh, it. my
1: kids know how to fight. We've gone over it. We practice and Me I said too. you act like a ma- you act like a crazy person. Me too. And kick them in the balls and poke them in the eyes and scream and yell and act like a nut. Whatever
0: you do, don't get in the
1: car. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so that puppy is not pet. <laughs> not pet his puppy. Yes. Don't take his candy. Um, shoot, what, what what were we talking about before that? <laughs> Losing a kid. Losing a kid. Oh, Losing a child. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. Um, it would be so devastating uh, to us. And I think just think of all of my kids. How difficult that would be. Yes. Um, so it hits. it hits. I mean, the more kids you have, too, the more, <laughs> the more uh, you know that you worry about. Every day, about getting in a car, like right now, they're driving from Minnesota to back to California, and um, you know, you just just gotta not worry about it and not think about it all the
0: time. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna feel that every time they walk out the door with keys yes. in their hand. Yeah, I got my sixteen-year-old
1: son Kelly. he's just got his uh, learning permit. He said he drove for two hours on the way out there oh, uh, nice. to Minnesota from Montana to Minnesota. Um, and so I'm scared to death to let Sarah behind the wheel. <laughs> I was like that with Courtney. Considering our very first lesson, we were coming out of the driveway there, and Brad—this was my oldest daughter Courtney—when she turned sixteen, she backed out and just kept backing and backing and backing and hit the next door neighbor's car, <laughs> Ran right into it. We didn't get thirty feet out of the out of the driveway. Did she start crying? She got all that. Pan- she gets panicky. Yeah, she gets really and panicky. Goes, oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> the sign on the, on the neighbor's door. Knocked on their door. Oh no! Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, then it turned into a whole thing. Yeah. At first they said, don't worry, because it was an old Camry and it was all beat up. And she's going, that's okay. It's just another dent to it. And then it was like two days later, she calls me, goes, you know, I really want to get that car fixed. And uh, <laughs> I go, what <laughs> Who did you talk to? Everything was
0: fine before. It was just the, a- it was just one dent. Now they want all the 16, oh,
1: yeah, dents fixed. Like $2,000 later. I think it was that oh. I paid cash, but, uh, Oh, I know I got on that whole thing. Oh, about the kids just worry about the kids but um god God God,
0: yes god will restore what the locust stole and will uh god willing give her a wonderful child several children and um take that that pain away
1: we worry about everything whether they're going to go to church (laughs) who their friends are going to be you know who they're going to love if they're they're heartbroken yep all that stuff all right Wayne, we'll be praying for you uh god bless you god bless your family yes and uh, Sydney and Daniel and all those of you that watched um, and, Ruhi. and Ruhi. Nice to see you again. Thank you for the prayer hands. Yes. That's awesome. All right. We love you guys. We're going to, I'm going to go put my, <laughs> I'm going to rest this dizzy head of mine. Yes. Um, oh, edify. sorry.
0: Uh, we are part of the Christian podcast network, which is known as edify. It's EDI FI. A P P. We would love it. If you would subscribe, download the app, It would truly be a blessing to us. Great. Thank you so much.
1: All right, my friends. Take care. God bless.
0: God bless.